there's a quotation that I almost used in the Harry Potter book. In magic, man has to rely on himself. But that's the perennial appeal of magic, the idea that we ourselves have power and we can shape our world. Hey, here we are. That's J.K. Rowling, author of the Harry Potter books. And uh, magic or no magic, she is right that not only can we, but we do shape our own worlds every single day. Now, we all have experiences that are filled with dread, difficulty, angst, hurriedness. I really hate that one. I, I hate to feel rushed. We all have moments of stress or just a feeling of, ugh, I don't want to do this shit. <laughs> but we have the power to create a new experience in each and every and any moment. The problems we face in a particular moment stem from the narrative that we give ourselves about that moment. Our minds constantly interpret things in a specific way. So often, in fact, that we don't even notice we're doing it. That we're actually interpreting a moment or experience as a story. I'll give you an example. If someone doesn't reply right away to your text message, you might create a story in your head that they're purposely ignoring you. Or that they're angry at you. Or maybe they're annoyed by you. Or whatever you concoct. Maybe it's true. Maybe you're right. But maybe not. The point is, you are creating suffering for yourself when you tell yourself that story, whether it's true or not. Or how about this? When someone questions the way you do something, you know, my ego gets offended if you question my tactics. I create a story. Oh, this person doesn't trust me. Or this person doesn't believe in me that I can do this. But it's kind of stupid of me to suppose that narrative. Often the narrative doesn't involve anyone else. Let's say you're just not getting everything done on your to-do list. You might feel like you're procrastinating or that you're slow and you get down on yourself. You might create a fiction about yourself that you're inadequate in some way. You might even feel guilty without anyone even imposing that guilt on you, without someone trying to make you feel guilty. Every experience we have, we create an interpretation, an evaluation of that event, and that narrative determines our experience. You're listening to Zen Sandwich. A podcast for the independent mind and anyone who embraces life despite its absurdities. Join former attorney and professor turned Japanese papermaker Mark Reed each week as he talks with creative, inspiring, and influential people. Or as he shares his own research to help make your world a little better today than it was yesterday. So there's a wonderful little trick you can use with your narrative, right? Just add the word yet at the end, okay? I'll never get, I'm not famous yet. I'm not that talented yet. I'm so bad, I'm not good at auditions. Like I need to get better at, you know, like I suck at auditions for now, right? You can just add a couple of words of hope or opportunity or the potential for future or some sort of infinite component that will profoundly change your narrative. That's Simon Sinek. He's a British-American author of five best-selling books and a, a renowned inspirational speaker, demonstrating there just one way, there are many, to change your narrative. 
In this case, to add hope to whatever story your mind is creating by simply adding yet or for now to the narrative. As in, I'm not financially stable yet. Or, I'm unhappy for now. Okay, so you get how our minds shape a narrative with everything. Let's talk about how to practice creating a new narrative in any moment. It requires two steps. First, drop the story that your mind starts to create. Realize what your mind is doing. And when you're aware of it, like the example before of creating a reason why someone didn't text you back, you begin to gain mastery over your story. So step one is to immediately drop the irrational story. Just experience the moment exactly as it is. And then step two is to create a more powerful story. Let's take each of these steps one by one. Right now, take a look around you. You're surrounded by air, light, sounds, objects, by life. This is the moment just as it is. Now, you'll immediately begin to interpret all that and create a narrative about it. It's a messy room. Uh, that person over there is annoying. You, I haven't done the laundry yet. Whatever. But what would it be like to just drop that story and see the moment just as it is, without interpretation? See it with the eyes of a child seeing an animal at the zoo or tasting an apple for the first time. What you're doing when you practice this is to get rid of the story that creates anxiety, annoyance, struggling. Instead, you give a directness to your experience. That's just half the deal, the first half. Now, create a new story. It's almost impossible to go through life with no narrative, but there are ones you can bring into your experience intentionally that are helpful. I mentioned one earlier that Simon Sinek brought up about giving hope to your story. Here's two more. One, replace boredom or dread with wonder, awe, or compassion. See, everything around you is miraculous and beautiful. Now, I know you might be thinking, that sounds great, Mark, but what, how the hell do I do that in the waiting room at the dentist? Well, is there a window you can look out of? Are there other people in the waiting room? But imagine what brings joy into their lives. Instead of thinking, I'm bored, or, man, I'm not looking forward to this dental procedure. This sucks. Think about the story of others, or better yet, how can you help make their story a little better today? Even just the slightest bit. Put your mind there in that place. And trust me, your own moment and time will improve. Alright, two. Another narrative you can utilize is gratitude. Be grateful for what's here in your moment. Even at the waiting room at the dentist's office. How many people in the world would love to trade places with you? There are 7.8 billion people on the planet these days. You can think of a thousand scenarios that are worse than yours. Somewhere somebody is hungry, hurting, homeless. Hell, if you're listening to this podcast, you can hear. The World Health Organization estimates that there are 466 million people in the world with disabling hearing loss. It's over 5% of the world's population. Now take a moment and be appreciative that you can hear. Seriously. Or see. Or walk. Or buy groceries. I know it's hard to do this constantly. I understand. It is one way, though, that you can change the narrative. You can change the story that your mind creates. 
with this kind of practice, you can create a beautiful experience of any moment. Let me tell you a quick story about Hakuin. This is a real guy, Hakuin Ekaku, one of the most influential figures of Japanese Zen, lived in the late 17th, early 18th centuries. Anyway, the story I'm about to relay is really an anecdote to this real-life historical person. There's no evidence that it actually happened. Nevertheless, there is an interesting point to this anecdote. So this Zen master, Hakuin, he, uh, he lived in a town in Japan. It was held in high regard and, and visited by many people for guidance. Uh, then it just so happened that the teenage daughter of his neighbor became pregnant. And while being questioned by her furious parents as to the identity of the father, she finally tells them it was Hakuin. Well, the parents are pissed. They, uh, they rush over to Hakuin, shout accusations, and tell him that their daughter had confessed that he was the father. All Hakuin replied was, Is that so? In Japanese, that's Onsodeska. So news of the scandal spread around the town. Hakuin lost his reputation, but it didn't bother him. Nobody came to see him anymore, but he remained unmoved. When the child was born, the parents brought the baby to Hakuin. You're the father, so you look after him. Hakuin took the child and, uh, and took care of the child. A year passed, and the mother remorsefully confessed to her parents that the real father of the child was a young guy who worked at the local butcher shop. So the parents freak out, of course, and, uh, you know, what have we done? They go see Hakuin to apologize and ask for his forgiveness. Look, we're really sorry. We've come to take the baby back. Our daughter confessed that you're not the father. And all Hakuin replies is, well, so does God. Is that so? And he, he hands the baby over to them. Here's the point. Hakuin responded to falsehood and truth, bad news and good news, in exactly the same way. Is that so? He allowed the moment, good or bad, to be as it was and not to become a participant in human drama, in a narrative that wasn't his to begin with. It's when you resist what happens that you become at the mercy of others and the narratives that they impose, and the world winds up determining your happiness and unhappiness. I don't relay the story to suggest that you keep silent if you get accused of something you didn't do. By all means, you should defend yourself. This isn't a story of ethics in that sense. Probably Hakuin should have spoken up. But there is something to be said for his, his actions. Maybe he thought if he didn't take care of the child that no one would. So he took care of the child regardless of the circumstances which brought the baby to his care. Maybe he felt no need to defend himself because he knew he hadn't done anything wrong. And that's all that matters not what narrative other people suppose. It's easier said than done, of course, I know. What if, though? What if you, from now going forward, only focus on what is the right thing to do, like Hakuin taking care of the baby, without concern for the narratives others, or even ourselves, might try to place on us? What if you changed the story and made your story about doing what you know is right and good rather than how it looks. The stories we tell ourselves come from the way we grew up, from decisions we've made, the trajectories that our lives have taken. They come from self-perception, the way we want to present ourselves to the world, how we wish the world to perceive us, 
and, and your beliefs become the foundation of your behavior. Well, Alan Watts said, you're under no obligation to be the same person you were five minutes ago. Change your narrative. Change your story. You do that and you can make any moment better. You can change your life. All right, here's your five minutes in. Think of a story that you've been telling yourself, that you're, you're always writing in your head. What have you been telling yourself? That That's your narrative. It can lead to fear or it can lead to success. The story you tell yourself is your reality. Sometimes, even if it has nothing to do with you. So choose your words, choose your thoughts. Look for all sides of the story, all possibilities. When you begin to think big like that, and open up your narrative to the world of infinite potential, you become free. Okay, that's it. Uh, thanks for listening. Slow down, simplify, just do the right thing, and change your narrative. Do me a favor, uh, help out the show, tell someone else about Zen Sandwich. I got a lot of loyal listeners now, that's terrific, but let's grow the show and, uh, and, the, and the stay calm and kind movement. Let somebody know, hey, there's this podcast I enjoy. I think you'll like it too. That's all. Uh, thanks, everyone, and breathe. Don't forget to breathe.